I want to welcome everybody to the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema Director's Interview Series. I'm John Fallon of the Indie Film NYC podcast, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Craig Horsley, and we're here at the Atiz Organic Coffee and Tea uh, Cafe, and uh, we'll be talking with uh, Rankin. Yeah, uh, Rankin Hickman, uh, director of uh, Dark Meridian, and uh, here it's, it's uh, screening tomorrow night at uh, the uh, Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. Great. And uh, so tell us a little bit about how Dark Meridian came together. Well, it's, it's been a journey. Uh, it, you know, so far it's really uh, evolved from um, a, my, this is the third script uh, that I tried to get made. And, and it, each script is just uh, essentially evolved from one to the next. Uh, different stories, but, you know, I, I take some of the success from one s- script, uh, some of the things I like from one script and kind of moved it over to another and it, it evolved. So this has been a four-year process of trying to figure out a way to get a movie made in any any way I could. Um, starting first with uh, the idea of like working and um, shooting only in one location, one house that would would be uh, easiest place to, to get a crew and a cast and everyone together, and uh, so we could have uh, you know ease of movement within just one location. But if you can't control that location 100%, you know, then it becomes a problem. And for us, it, it became too expensive to try to, uh, to uh, do anything uh, to make that work. So the next version of the, of the script was we're going to shoot at, uh, completely out in nature in the swamps and, and bayous around New Orleans and not have any location, you know, and just uh, be free to move uh, out there and, and, and shoot wh- whenever the hell we want it without uh, getting permits or, or worrying anything about that. The problem with that was getting a crew, even a, a 10-person crew out of the city was, uh, was expensive. So, um, and, we, and we ran into some other uh, issues with that. So frustrated, uh, I, 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 I finally took a new approach and I, 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 look ar- I looked around at uh, my friends and said, look, what locations can we get for free? So we, we picked a warehouse that some, a friend of mine had uh, access to, and, and uh, I wrote a story around that uh, because I knew I had access to it and just figured, okay, what could happen in this crazy warehouse? And, and, and that's basically how it, it came to be. And so what locations did you have for that? So that's what became Dark Meridian? That's what became Dark Meridian, so yeah. So what did you have? Well, well, at first it was the warehouse. I was like, okay, I got the warehouse. That's, that's, that's great. I'm, I, I, it's a, and it's a very... I, um, Cinematic, I think, warehouse and the the colors on the wall. It's very old. It was a it was something a warehouse that had been shuttered for a number of years uh, after Katrina, and it was just a mess. But uh, and it was not, it actually was very hard to breathe in the warehouse when we were there. But it was hey, I, if that's my location, that's my location. So I built a story around that, and then out just naturally from there, it's it's near, near railroad tracks, it's near a drainage canal, and that's just all part of the city of New Orleans that we can get access to. So. It just kind of um, started from there, and, just, and we figured out what other locations we could get, and uh, you know, took it from there. Was the uh, now you guys shot some of it in the French Quarter? I believe the the apartment was in the French Quarter. Was that a uh, procured location, or did you guys have to get that? That was probably the cheapest French Quarter location anyone has ever had. Uh, I think we only paid 500 bucks for it, and it was great because wow. we we shot there for two nights. And uh, we had to shoot in, the, you know, we, I always wanted to shoot in the French Quarter and get the architecture of the French Quarter and, and, uh, and everything that, it, that has to off the skyline in the background. But uh, we had to shoot it basically at night, all night long, uh, kind of guerrilla style, just running and gunning and, and um, 
you know, avoiding the police and anything we could. But that's why you know you'll you'll see it. You'll, there's not as many uh, there's not as much foot traffic in the in the in the French Quarter scenes because it, we're shooting at two o'clock in the morning. You know, right. we didn't have to worry about any you know belligerent drunks walking by. Or, Sure. But, um, well, and you guys, you know, I, I know the geography of that area a little bit, having lived there. Yeah, it seemed like you guys were just a little bit outside of the main part of the French Quarter, anyways. Yeah, like there's. Sure. We did. We avoided the main uh, thoroughfares for you know within the quarter mm -hmm. because it's still a residential neighborhood. There's still people that that live in the French Quarter, and um, you know, and they prefer to be very quiet, have you know, keep the neighborhood quiet, and and. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we utilize that a lot more than the, uh, the more commercial sides of it. Well, well, given that, how did you deal with, uh, I believe there was like some gunshots and glass breaking in the scenes. There, how did you deal with that? Well, we, the gunshots were all, the sounds were all put in after the fact. Um, we, uh, we, didn't ha we, didn't, we couldn't shoot when we were in the French Quarter. We couldn't, you know, obviously have the, the noises. We, wanted to, we didn't want to draw any attention to ourselves at all, so... We just had to add in the, the gunshots after the fact. We run running around. We had we did have a police officer with us, but we had to, uh, we had to, you know, keep our the guns hidden, <laughs> the plastic sure. fake guns hidden as best we could, you know, to avoid getting shot and, you know, <laughs> right. but um, it was it was it was fun. I, I love that we we got what we got uh, from from those scenes because you know it's it gives it, I feel like it gives it a lot of production value to show you know the, the city in that way and. Most other productions just can't because they're so big. They can't go into locations and and, and do what we did. So I, it, right. it really encouraged me to want to stay small, even on future productions, because you you know you, you can go places and see things that just other productions can't. Yeah, and there's a lot of energy in that scene, probably due to the fact that you guys were, you know, running and hiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it took you about four years to get this to be made. It did, yeah. Um, was that financing, or what, what was the main reason it took so long? Financing is probably the main reason. I mean, because I, I had to write the script around what we could afford. I mean, this, this truly is a low-budget endeavor. And, and in the end, all the promises of money and the investors that were interested that we had hoped were going to happen to start the movie, they fell through, but I... I wasn't going to stop. I just, there's no way I was going to stop. So I borrowed some money from my brother. I uh, I had some credit cards that you know was happy to charge up, and and I partnered with my one of my best friends uh, who had some money that he was willing to put in, and we got it in the can for you know a certain amount of money and a low amount of money, and then basically all the the real expense of it came in post production. You know, with trying to get it, make it look as the best that you you, you can. I mean, we we. We wanted to have the best lenses and the best camera that we could uh, we could afford, but but by far the most of the expense comes in in post with the sound and uh, the color correction, the color grade, and everything. And it's just uh, that was a longer process. And I was lucky enough along the way to meet someone, um, Ronnie Lamarck, who is a uh, he's a character in New Orleans. He's a great man, and I'm so thankful that he was uh, supportive of us. But he found out that I was shooting this movie. And I had one role left in the movie, and he said, "Hey, can I be in the movie?" And he was. We we invited him in, and he was uh, he was great, and we I loved working with him. And then after we got the first cut, uh, and I still needed money, I said, "Okay, I got to figure this out." And I showed him the film, and I asked him if he would support us, and and he absolutely enthusiastically, you know, gave us the money that we needed to get cro across the finish line. And which role was he? He was uh, Oren, the uh, the father. Oh, okay, great. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was, and I was, and he was using his his uh, his uh, his cars. He has great cars, Bentleys, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and all kinds of great stuff. So it was, I was thankful for all that uh, too, to have access to that.
Is, is this the uh, first festival you've been screened at, or have you been somewhere this, else? This is the second. Um, we had our uh, international premiere uh, last month in uh, Madrid at the Madrid International Film Festival, and that was a, we had a great time with that. That was uh, we met a lot of great people, but uh, I was so anxious to get back to the states and and uh, and especially New York to to have it open in this market was was important to me. And I've got a lot of friends in the city, so people that have been anxious to, to take a look at it for you know the year and a half that it's been to you know get it out here how did you find out about the Kew Gardens Festival uh, through um, without a box I, w I wasn't I wasn't familiar with it until I started you know doing some researches on uh, the different festivals that were out there and you know I when I I lived uh, one of my first stints in New York I lived in um, Forest Hills for a little while so I was familiar with with the area and I wasn't familiar with the theater but I was familiar with the area, and I knew that you know there's a lot of great people that love film out here. So I wanted to, you know, was I was happy to make the this you know the landing spot for our North American premiere. Right, that's great. Yeah. Well, Tell this me. is the only uh, working art house theater in all of Queens. So uh, yeah, so this the one last, here is great. One running, and uh, it's a great place to screen a film. And so yeah, we, we know you're gonna have a good experience there for your. New oh, York I'm, lo premiere. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, kind of what I mean, obviously you're you're still in the festival kind of mode right now. Yeah. Uh, do you know if you're in other festivals, or what, is, what are your plans for the film itself? Well, we, we have a, a couple of other festivals, none that I'm 100% um, sure of yet okay. that we're going to uh, be going with. But um, uh, eventually we will do uh, have a small theatrical release later this year, and then we're working on a, a distribution deal, um, a North American distribution deal. We have a, a sales agent that's helping us. Um, it helps... It helps us and it hurts us that the film is considered a genre film, um, you know, because it is uh, something that people have a, a few expectations about what they're getting when they go into it, with it being a crime thriller. Uh, then that helps us commercially, and it and it's, and it's given us a lot of uh, positive feedback. But uh, so many of the festivals that are out there, um, just because it is a genre, they they they're not really interested in, in uh, you know, taking a look at, you know, the actual quality of the film. And that's been very frustrating. It's like, you know, just, just because it is a genre piece doesn't mean that, you know, it can't be creative and, and unique in its own way. So um, it's been eye-opening to, to see that I think people just dismiss it, have dismissed the film um, at festivals because, it's, uh, because it is a genre piece. Yeah, well, I, I feel like, you know, as somebody who's screened a, a bulk of the, the submissions that came in, you know, uh, it seems like indie films really focus on, uh, you know, character studies and ensembles and things like that. And not that there isn't some of that in your film, but like you said, like th there's just this level of engagement when you're watching your film. Like you, it really draws you in. And you know, it just, I think it's a good movie. Like for somebody who's trying to show, you know, like our festival, we're trying to show a, a variety of voices. So if we show all ensemble films you know and, and you don't like those and so yeah we're, we're glad to have you here because it gives us a variety and another voice and uh, you know it's a unique place too yeah and I, I'm, I'm believe me i'm super happy to be here too and i just see it a little differently i think that because you know you haven't seen the film you know that there i have lots of very long scenes with long dialogue i like long dialogue scenes um and that it, i i I knew it would help with the pace that I wanted to have with the film, the tone that I wanted to have with the film, and with the acting, because 
all of the actors had to come in and just there was no rehearsal there was no talking about anything i had great people that you know that we cast in the roles but um I, there was no time to do anything other than just get on set and let's work through it so each because the scenes were so long we would start at the beginning of say a 12 page scene and the actors were freaking out a little bit because they didn't ha have all the scenes the, the lines memorized for 12 pages of dialogue but as we worked through the rehearsals and worked through and through going from the top again and again and again, everyone that was involved, all the cast members became more and more comfortable with their roles because and they and they got and they knew their lines. And I'm watching while I'm while we're working from the top and working through everything, seeing who's really ready, who's got it, who's turned on mm -hmm. immediately, which actors are just ready to go and hot. And which ones need a little bit of a warm-up, and and recognizing that you see some people are anxious, so they had no, they knew other lines, and they, I knew that they were going to run out of energy, so I'd get them first in their close-ups, and then I'd pull back and go a little wide, and then I'd go into another guy. So you know, when you see the film, it, it is a, a character study, I think, in some of these uh, the people. I mean, there there are some good characters there for people to kind of chew into. It's not just you know. Taking the, the, it's not just the plot that moves it along; it's the characters uh, that as and the movies they develop. So, in that sense, uh, I was surprised that people didn't look into it the way that that I had intended. That yeah. you know, for the the characters that are involved. Well, I think particularly uh, Tevi, uh, who who's the actor who played? Uh, Jan, um, Dave Davis was Tevi. I mean, he was he's incredibly engaging. It's a it's a great character. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about him? And oh, absolutely, yeah. Involved? Yeah, Dave. Dave um, so um, I wrote the script for uh, Billy Slaughter, who's uh, is one of the three leads in the in the in the film. Uh, but he's he plays the, uh, the the man on the run, Patrick Fox, <clears throat> and he, uh, being a, a big actor in New Orleans, uh, is familiar with so many other people. And he introduced me to Dave. Uh, like so many actors in New Orleans, you know, New Orleans has been a big production hub for the last uh, 15 years. And so huge Hollywood productions would come to the city and they would um, and they would shoot and they would always cast, of course, the leads in Los Angeles or New York. And they would come in and they would fill in the third, fourth, fifth, you know, on down the road. So there are a lot of actors that have been living in New Orleans and now probably Georgia doing the same that were waiting for for an opportunity to get those lead roles. But they had plenty of experience working opposite fantastic actors you know christian bales and you know just fantastic actors so we knew we could find people with good acting chops it was just finding those those people and, and bringing them and billy introduced me to to dave who had had all that experience as well i didn't even there wasn't an audition for any of this i just you see their clips mm -hmm. you see what they're capable of doing you look them in the eye and you know that that uh, that he can do it so and Dave was great because he challenged me to make sure that I knew what the story and his and the character that he had, how that was, uh, that it was exactly what I, that I wanted to. Sure. I, I mean, he he poked holes at every little thing and said, "Is this is this because of this? What's the motivation here?" Right. We sat down for three hours and did a table read, and he asked me tons of questions, and we just w we talked through it and we worked through it, and I think in the end it was. Uh, it made him more com uh, comfortable with me, and me much more comfortable in, with him. Right. So um, I was I was very happy to have Dave involved, 
Yeah, he was, he's a tremendous actor. He's like so many other actors, you know, I, I, I primarily follow the, uh, people that have um, great eyes that you, can, that you can follow and you can read their eyes. And, and he was, he's somebody that you, he just, it opens up everything through him. And he's so natural as an actor. So, yeah, I'm very happy to have met him and, and hope to work with him again. Yeah, well, I mean, of all the characters in the film, he probably has the most, uh, I would say, uh, where he changes more than anybody else, you know. Yeah. And, and the whole thing takes place over basically one day. One day, yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for change in a person in a day. But, yeah. but so I think you're right. Like, if he didn't ask those questions, if he didn't poke those holes in, in your, in your well-laid plans, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have been as an engaging a film because he really the film hangs on him. Yeah, it it does, and and I think he was um, nervous about some of the the the, the things that um, some of the, the the changes in his character that happen over the course of the movie. He was he wasn't um, entirely comfortable with how that worked. Um, I mean, uh, not to give anything away, but he's he 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 is the character that probably changes the most. Um, and so he uh, he had to he had to hold things back a little bit, you know, uh, in in certain scenes, so that as, so as not to you know, uh, so you could follow the, the story. Movie, yeah. Really, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, he's Dave is great, and the and the other actors too. James yeah, Moses Black, um, who plays Detective Salino, uh, he too. All I all I did was see a couple of clips of his uh, work, and I was. He's a New Orleans native. He's actually originally uh, from. Um, from uh, Ohio, okay. in, in Pennsylvania, and uh, but he's he's got a tremendous resume. He's he's lived in Los Angeles. I think he still does have a, a place in Los Angeles. But New Orleans is his his primary residence now. Um, and he goes all over, but he's just he's another guy. You know, I can't believe people haven't given him more of an opportunity over the years. You know, because he's he, he was just in Twenty Four, the latest uh, Twenty Four, had a significant role there, and uh, you know, despite all that, he's. He's not getting the leads that I think he he deserves. Seems like you have a good uh, ensemble for your next film, then. I do. Yeah, I know, and we're, and we're all anxious to get out there and, and start doing something again. You know, because this is this journey has been a, a long journey, but you know, it's we're all ready for I think for something next, so we can challenge ourselves again. So four years for this. Um, do you have anything up in your mind for the next one, or are you? I I do. It's just you know. I was just speaking with someone uh, yesterday about, you know, independent film. I'm a little worried about it right now because I mean, there are so many films that are out there now because because you can shoot an entire movie on your iPhone and it have, you know, it'd be a very high quality film there. It, it's just exploded with the number of people that have their own films. Mm -hmm. I mean, of varying qualities. So. And, and the, the market for it is, is still, you know, the same as it was. You've got the theatrical and you've got online streaming, but it's very hard to, to pull in the audiences, I, th I think, online. Mo a lot of people are just moving away from the, the independent films. They're, they, they want, they're going towards the series because there's more money involved in trying to get those done. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm, you know, concerned because, uh, you know, I, I've been a diehard film guy in terms of the structure of a, a two-hour narrative versus a 10- or 15-hour narrative. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the way it goes now. It's, um, the story arcs uh, are, are, you know, can be uh, being longer uh, you know, with television, but you, can, you don't have any other restrictions like you used to have with, um, with, with network television, right. you know, where you can, you can have nudity, you can curse, you can do whatever the hell you want. 
and and you just tell it over a longer period of time. So yes, I I have a a couple of scripts that I really want to do that are features, but I also have uh, been encouraged to, you know, work on some 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 television shows of some kind that, you know, that might be the next thing. So we're you know, we'll see what comes next. I'm 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 really anxious to to see if you know what else we can stir up. Well, I mean, hopefully, uh, films like yours, The Dark Meridian, <coughs> Dark Meridian, will get people excited again to do. You know, take a little more chances with with their films, and not just uh, you know do the same kind of ensemble. You know, uh, millennial. Uh, you know, complaining about life pieces that we see a lot of times. You know. Yeah. No. I, I mean, and look, and I appreciate all of everyone's of films. Everyone has their own themes and, and things that they're important with. And I I did this film after having done some some darker, more <laughs> David Lynch style uh, scripts right. that uh, that were. I thought would bring me more attention because of the subject matter and the, and the uh, things that happened. Uh, you know, I needed a genre piece in order to, I felt like, to, to get a little more attention to, so that people understood that it's okay to watch this. There are some expectations that you can build into it, that, and, and, and uh, I was aiming to meet those expectations. So, Well, this, this film definitely showcases your mastery in, uh, you know, film production as well as, you know, directing. So, you well, know, thank you. Uh, I think you... you I'm sure you're fine tackling any story that uh, really hits, uh, hits I, your palate. I am up for any challenge. I love all kinds of movies, you know. I, I uh, comedies and, and action thrillers, you know, dramas. Uh, just, I think more than anything, I'm just interested in good characters. Mm -hmm. And I and I, and I'm hoping my my hope is that because I my focus is is always on finding or writing good characters that people are interested in. That I will be able to find the actors who will want to play those, and then you know that'll that's so that's uh, that's my approach. Stay with strong characters, and hopefully the the, the right. talent will follow. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you again for uh, being part of the inaugural year of the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, and uh, we look forward to some great stuff from you. And the film screens uh, Wednesday at 8:30. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, 8:30. Tomorrow night at the Kew Gardens uh, yeah, movie I'm theater. I'm excited, and yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the the. Uh, audience's reaction to everything. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Okay.